and welcome to the Spectral Side. I am your host, John Mark Poe, and this is my co-host, Brandon Stoker. Well, tonight we shall be talking about debunking. Oh, yes. The Fool's Errand. Because not everything is a ghost, demon, or specter, spook, or anything that goes bump in the night. That's true. Sometimes it's just a critter. Mm-hmm. Trying to chew through your wires. Or worse than that, it could be somebody trying to fake evidence. Or it could be just a really bad clock radio screwing with your head. For sure. Gosh, we're still getting used to the system. I know we were like other third, three or four in, but this is number five. Number five. Wow. Yeah. So, so if we're we're still learning our equipment on this part because uh, we're working on it, we're getting there. We're uh, not engineers, if you could tell. Well, I haven't had to work with audio stuff. You you have you haven't worked with as much as you haven't worked as long with it. I have. It's been years. Yeah, same since year. I worked with it. So I'm to learn all these, learn this newfangled old. stuff. Yeah, it was, it was still pretty much uh, analog when I was just. <laughs> well, the, yeah. I mean, hey, and that's another thing to realize that a lot of the times when people get something, we'll start off with that. Yeah. They don't know their equipment. Yeah. And so what they think they're getting, something paranormal, is actually they put the wrong wires in the wrong hole. So just like here, we were able to get, um, I know it peaked a little bit, but we ain't going to worry about that, just for a second. Um, just like this thing right here, the audio, we have an audio output, but apparently audio will also come through, weirdly, the um, power. Because we were able to record, that's the reason why we're having air issues, and that's when I swapped over to the other one and ta-da it now charges not it doesn't charge actually yeah. it just now we have audio yeah in all of our little buttons yay this seem to be working now that's a good thing yep see it's like know your equipment <clears throat> that's the biggest thing i i've seen people who use the FLIR camera yeah that don't understand movement of air yeah cold air will move to hot air Mm-hmm. And hot air sometimes will move to cold air. Yeah, they want to be equalizing. It's called current. Yeah, <laughs> it's called equalization. They want to equalize out. Well, you know, it's like some of the stuff we've seen on ghost shows. And I'm not going to name any shows, but I know one's one image I can remember. And they talked about this weird movement on the ground. Well, it was very dark, so it was very cold. Mm-hmm. But. They were like, oh, well, maybe that was something paranormal. Well, or maybe it was just the cold air moving. moving yeah. Because yeah. you can see on these things, you can see the air move. Literally, yeah. you can see cold, cold spots moving or whatever else, or, or hot spots. Yeah, moving. and it's not something paranormal. It's just natural air currents that do occur, even yeah. from inside a house to outside a house. Yeah. You open a door, and it's cooler outside than it is inside. <clears throat> cool air is going to come flowing in. Exactly, and you'll see cold air move. Yeah, and and that's and that's the and that's what we're saying. Of course, is know your equipment. Take time. Mm-hmm. Learn your audio. Learn you know what does your recording system naturally sound like? Yeah, because there's a lot of people who'll get things, and you hear, and like what we were having an issue with this device, we were having the same thing, mm-hmm. but what it was was the denoiser, and yeah. it was cutting. It was it was. Um, cutting things off at a certain frequency is how denoisers work 
Um, so you're hearing this static sound, and the reason why it sounds like somebody talking is because it is somebody talking mm -hmm. that the denoiser is cutting off. So just like this microphone, it's not just that bumping it, but you were about 30-something feet away from the microphone still talking, and I could hear you with absolutely no problem. And uh, just like uh, um, when I had the, I have a Zoom recorder, and um, it can be a 360-degree recorder, and it can be, if you set it on the highest setting, I actually heard somebody moving a chair on the other end of the house. So it was in a room, down a hallway, across the living room, through the kitchen, into the, into the, into the breakfast area. Somebody slid a chair that far away. I could hear the chair move. So How sensitive some of these mics are. Yeah. So, I mean, you could hear a gnat fart. Yeah. You know. So, um, well, I had to. Hey, that's, that's, that's Buford trying to talk to it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem <laughs> is people who are actually hearing something that could even be outside. Mm -hmm. And they're assuming that what they're getting. And that's what luckily with, with the way that we do things, if we hear something, especially if it sounds like something moving, we're like, hey, are y'all moving? Are y'all doing something? You know, I checked in and somebody mm -hmm. said, yeah, I just moved a chair. Um, and they told me where they were in the house. I'm like, wow, so this microphone is sensitive. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, I have heard voices through that microphone as well when no one else was talking. So, but that's what I'm saying is I learned my equipment. I went to places where we knowingly, where you knowingly get information. Mm hmm you know, Spring Villa yeah. has a lot of re reoccurring um, stuff, words, images, and things like that. And uh, like the it's little girls. Complete. Yeah. Well, it's like the little girls. Multiple people have gotten the little girls going, Mommy, Mommy. Yep. And they're like, why, why are the little girls there? Yeah. Because he had a son, no daughters. Yeah, didn't, there were two of them drowned in the lake, wasn't it? Three, no, Three. four. Four. Four of them, actually. It seems to only be two of them. In yeah. the house, one was well, a. There seems to be, actually I take that back. There seems to be a mother figure. Some people well, have reported seeing a female. Okay, um, there's, there's female. five of them that died. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a like a 15 year old, mm -hmm. a 13 year old, and two nine year old twins, mm -hmm. and then the man, 32 year old man who tried to save them. Well, did, did they all try to? Did they all die at the same time? I thought yes. the twin. I thought the guy tried, died trying to save the twins. Now no. the twins seem to be the ones. That people seem to be catching or mm -hmm. seeing at Spring Villa, yeah. Because people who have, who have um, claimed to be sensitive, <clears throat> to put it nicely, uh, I would take them to Spring Villa, yeah, and see what they pick up, because we know the stories, yep. and that's not a very well known location, and these people weren't from around here. Yep. And um, apparently, unless you've read our book, you don't know the truth about Spring Villa. No, it will. A lot of people go off of. The legends of Spring mm -hmm. Villa. And Which that's the other thing. Not true. Yeah, they're not true. And that's the other thing about debunking is you need to... Know your history. Know your history. Look into, like, the the legend of the head, the guy hiding in the nook and cutting yeah. uh, okay. Pinyon's head here's, off. Here, here's the legend of Spring Villa. Uh, the legend goes that Pinyon was a cruel slave owner, and so that one of the slaves decided to take revenge on him. He climbed his, he's got a spiral staircase in the house, and there's a little nook uh, about midway up that spiral staircase that would hold maybe uh, 
you know, a thing of flowers. Fl- yeah, you know, a flower, small flower pot at small that. Small flower vase, yeah. <laughs> My foot's bigger than it is. And I almost don't fit up the stairs. Yep. I'm literally as wide as the stairs almost. Yep. And I'm not fat. <laughs> no. That's how small they were. Anyway, so he starts to climb up those 13 steps in the night. And then the slave springs out and kills him on the spot on the 13th step. Yeah. And that's the legend. Well, guess what? That is totally not true. Yeah. Because even though he had slaves, they were never on the property. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that part. Yeah. But no, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, so that's the other thing is you have to almost take, um, almost like a psychology Right, and, and if you go to his mm-hmm. actual grave, you'll see he died 14 years after the Civil War. Yeah, so kind of got an issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, that's that's the thing about debunking is the fact that when you are working in an environment that is charged, that does have legends or rumors or, or even talking to someone that wants you to do some investigation on the place, yeah. you got to think about, what you're getting yourself into. You are now listening to this person's stories of the events that happened to them. Right. I'm not saying they're lying, but sometimes people have a tendency to... Fabricate. Well, not even fabricate, over-exaggerate. Yeah. So, I mean, the event could have happened, but maybe not to the extent... Or it could have been something that they could have attributed to the event because it sounded like what the event happens yeah say like there's uh a sudden sound of several knockings you know like repeated really quick you mm-hmm. know when that actually turned out to be a woodpecker you know yeah that has happened in fact that happened we were on that vis- yeah. investigation of that person's house and we couldn't figure out what it was and then i went outside and i looked at their fascia board and there was holes in it and i said that was a Woodpecker. Mm-hmm. Remember and, that? And believe it or not, a blue Your jay. friend's house. Yeah, blue jay actually came up and started pecking in it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, the, those birds will because they're going after the bugs. Uh, the bugs. Well, actually, they're going after the carpenter bees yeah. that have laid the eggs in there, and they cut them open, or they cut the wood open by pecking it. Not just a woodpecker, any bird yeah. with a stiff enough, like a blue jay. Yeah. Like I said, we were watching the blue jay do that, and that was so fun because she came out and said, hey, it's doing it now. We said, hey, blue jay. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing that we say. If you're going to get into paranormal investigation, if you are curious about these events that are happening, um, you have to have that level of doubt. doubt. But, yes, yes, something did happen. Yes, these people were hearing knockings, but we turned right. out that mm-hmm. it was a blue jay yeah. going or, after or, carpet I'll bees. tell you another really good one. Uh, something that, you know, if you didn't know what it was, it would probably scare you there's like like at my old trailer, mm-hmm. you'd hear this going on under the house, sounding yeah. like giant animals running around under there. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? Giant animals running under. No, what? <laughs> a bunch of little bitty kittens playing. Yeah, we had a bunch of we had about five kittens, mm-hmm. and all of them were under the house playing, and they sounded like giant animals did like tearing the, down the house. Did they get on the ductwork? Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes I have critters because mm-hmm. I live out in the country. We do, too. You live more in the country than I do. That's but, true. Yeah. But I have a lot of woods around me, really mm-hmm. close. So I have some critters. And uh, so I, I really do hate to put out stuff because I don't like to kill them at mm-hmm. all. But sometimes you just have to. And I don't like it. 
Uh, I've tried using live traps to catch them and everything, and it makes me hurt. It really does break my heart when I have to, you know, get rid yeah, of dispose I'll leave of them. A, you know, I, but a, if you see a possum, I'll leave those alone. Oh, yeah, I'll leave those alone. I love possums. Because they get rid of them mice and chipmunks and squirrels ticks. and ticks. And they don't have rabies. No, they cannot transmit rabies. Nope. And that's in the and possums are also the reason. But we just give all sorts of information, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, and possums are the reason why we have a um, serum for snake bites. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they they said that uh, they can take like eighty something bites from a rattlesnake and mm-hmm. and then not die. Yeah. You know? So before before they die. But so to get back a <laughs> rabbit hole, uh, we're all a little mad here. Um, so, but the other cool thing is that that's the, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Doing debunking is, is to keep that level of um, skepticism. Yeah. Like, like I said, know <clears throat> what animals live around you. Yeah. Because small animals like possums, raccoons, uh, squirrels, chipmunks are going to do their best to get under your house or in your attic. Mm-hmm. You know, for either shelter or food. I've had to boat. chase a squirrel out of a house mm-hmm. before. So. so, and bats as well. I've had some issues with bats yeah. here lately. And kind of, of course, you know, different kind of birds. You're going to get those. Yeah. So understand that you, you know, what kind of animals you got around you and how they're going to affect your house and how they're actually going to hear. They're going to amplify some things sometimes. And some noises you hear. And they can I travel, know. and the sound can travel too. Yeah. I mean, literally, they could be at one end of your house scratching on something. Mm-hmm. And in the acoustics or the wood where it's touching on something, the sound may transfer to there. So yeah. the bats may be, you know, 50 feet away in your attic, but they sound like they're in another room completely. So, yep. But yeah, I mean, so always, I think the best thing, I think, for most investigators to do is to actually, if they're going to go to this house, they should always do a preliminary investigation. Yep. A preliminary investigation, I believe, personally, should be done during the daytime. Yes. To look at the environment, to look at the house, look for insect intrusion, look for animal critter, intrusion. Yeah, a little critter. Look for even snake. I even had a snake in my house once. Yeah. I ain't quite sure how it got in the house. I have had a snake. And, it did. I, and I'm not going to kill any snake that around here I've never had because the only things I have out here are rat snakes or uh, king snakes. Yeah, unfortunately, we started getting rattles over at our house. Yeah. My sister's killed two in the pool already. Yeah, I think we had, I take that back, I think we might have had one rattlesnake. No, we didn't. It wasn't a rattlesnake. They thought it was a rattlesnake, but it wasn't a rattlesnake. No, we had actual <laughs> rattlesnakes. Yeah. So, I Old mean. Timber rattlers. And uh, another thing, whenever you're, you know, you get back over on recordings, you know, or um, I tell you what, let's jump over to this first. Um, if, if you're buying a security system to use for your um, surveillance system, right? learn that big time because uh-huh. so many people, unfortunately, in the paranormal world, they seem to take, um, what's the right word, the shortcut, uh, cheaper, less expensive routes. Yeah. And the problem is, is they think that these cameras are moving at full frames and, and they're, they're not. not. They might be moving at maybe 10 frames, 15 frames. Mm-hmm. Some of them maybe even moving less than that, which gives a very false, you know, a false positive on some things because somebody could move through the frame very quickly and the camera would ghost them. Mm-hmm. So it would look literally it would overlap them. And that happened with one of our evidence that was sent to us. Yeah. This guy had this camera that was moving at a very slow rate. It's also most cameras use the MPEG technology. Yep. Which 
actually the reason why how they save room to give anybody who doesn't know is they only record the moving frames. So what happens is you have a weird effect, especially if somebody's moving fast or there's a problem with the compression, it will give you some weird pixelations on yeah. the screen. In the fact, people will just disappear. There have been cases where people just appear. And it's not because they're ghosts or they're interdimensional travelers. It's because they moved fast enough that the so MPEG compression mm -hmm. has to catch up with it. Yep. You know, and the only reason why I'm saying that, another reason why I'm saying that is because all these people who are saying that the International Space Station, that nobody's up there, maybe they might be faking something, but some of the stuff that they're trying to say, well, this person just fades in, or this person pixelates out, or all this other thing they're trying to say is blue screen technology. All I'm seeing is because I've worked with MPEG compression <laughs> since the 90s. Mm -hmm. It looks like poor MPEG compression. Because that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I really I mean, I've looked through the international, I've looked at the telescope. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you look at the right time, you, especially when they're having somebody docking and you're in the right position, you can actually watch the thing dock mm -hmm. if your telescope is strong enough. And some of these telescopes, they can look at Saturn. Yeah, you can look at the International Space Station yep. and see what's going on up there. So, I mean, I tell people, I'm like, you know, maybe they faked it. I don't know. But, you know, a lot of these people who, another debunking thing, um, you know, everybody doesn't want to talk about the the moon landing. Okay. I'm going to use this as in the term for debunking. I'm not trying uh -huh. to say they did or did not. But I said that they did. Uh, I'm going to say they did, too. And I can prove it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they just had the scans from the Japanese probes. And, and you the could Chinese see, probes and the Russian probes. Yeah, you can see the footprints. You can see the equipment. You can, you can shoot a laser beam at the moon and bounce it off the, mm -hmm. the known things that were done. Uh, but there's a group of people who don't believe we went to the moon. They also believe the Earth is flat, too. So. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Too. We can actually mm -hmm. debunk that, too. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that stuff, what it is, really... Uh, and people can think I'm crazy on this one, but I really believe that the pushing on the flat earth and that we didn't go to the moon, I think is a form of propaganda. Yeah. Because um, somebody now is... their stupidity. <laughs> well, a lot of people were... They had this... I've seen on what used to be Twitter, which yeah. is now X. And they said, well, this proves that the moon landing was fake. Somebody took footage from the movie that wasn't done too long ago where they went to the moon. It was re like telling them the story of the moon landing. What they did is they pixelate, they put it through, somebody even showed the unedited footage that they got. Mm -hmm. And um, they said that this was the moon landing, this is how it was recorded, that this person said that they recorded all of it, and this is the footage. Well, it was background footage from a movie that was released not too long ago about us going to the moon. It's, it's, it's exactly what it was, but they blurred it a little bit and they kind of made it look old through the computer well one if you're having to do that to try to prove your point that means you don't have anything really to prove your point mm -hmm. you know and there's been plenty of evidence to show that you have multiple um from one light source you have multiple shadows so you have to take everything with a grain of salt but when actually you look at everything and it pans out that okay this was real and the same thing, the flat earth, you know, people can believe what they want to, but I really believe that the flat earther thing, I think it was started back up in the 90s, wasn't it? Mid-90s, mm -hmm. people that started growing very slowly. I think it was a bunch of people who said, let's see if we can get people to believe 
that the Earth is flat. Yeah, if you actually look at their logo, it says... Uh, Worldwide. Uh, no, global-wide. Global. So that's what I'm saying. I think they're really... It's a joke. Yeah. And I think these people have gotten all these other people to believe this. Going, to, oh, look at all these idiots. Yeah, because a globe happens is to round. be a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Not even round, mm-hmm. a ball. Yeah. Um, a circle is round, but not a ball. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I was looking at that, and uh, I actually have talked to several flat earthers. Mm-hmm. And I love and I love how they, and of course this is debunking, we're still talking about debunking, and this is taking a little bit for, to an extreme, but the fact that they take a ball and they try to pour water on it on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, but if you talk to them about in all the other planets, all the other planets are round. Only the Earth is flat. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. So because everything in space naturally takes on a spherical shape. If you put water out there, it eventually goes into a spherical shape. So, um, but in on the Earth, they don't, gravity and air pressure, you have gravity and you have air pressure. And people aren't, people really don't think about how much air pressure really is because we were raised in it. If you go to sea level, it's 14 pounds per mm-hmm. square inch. So you figure out how many inches are on your body, even under your arms, that's what you're being pressed on. You know, air pressure presses all, like 360 mm-hmm. degrees around. That's why it's so hard to breathe in the Himalayas. The higher yeah. you go, the less air pressure. Yeah, and less oxygen. And less oxygen. Yeah. So that's why, you, and that's and that's the whole point about it, is that when people really start looking at the information, you can't be fooled even in the opposite direction. You can't. You can be fooled by showing certain information without looking at everything. It's like even one of the main people of the um, what am I thinking of um, of the flat earthers? I can't think of the gentleman's name, but he had two pieces of very expensive equipment that they did actually a um, interview with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it or not. Mm-hmm. He has this thing that supposedly shows the rotation of the Earth. Supposedly, you know, the Earth isn't supposed to be rotating. Right. Okay. Well, this device, very expensive device, showed that the Earth was rotating. Um, which if you go to, if you can actually do that experiment yourself by using a pendulum. Yep. And that pendulum, if you do it just right, it will start to swing mm-hmm. around because we're spinning. Um, the other thing is um, that they went and they were supposedly, you know, they put up these things at such and such a height over these miles of thing, and they shoot a laser, and the laser is supposed to go all the way through it. Okay, it didn't. So the guy even admitted that it was kind of weird that it didn't. And this was in a supposedly super flat area. So I personally don't believe that the Earth is perfectly round. No, it's more of an egg shape. Yeah, according to Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. and actually NASA, not NASA, but other organizations, space organizations have said that the Earth is actually more round on the bottom and it's more flat on the top. And I believe that there probably are parts of the world that are extremely flat and probably even slightly concaved. That, And we know that for a fact because go out to Texas, it drops down. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, I love, you know, and even the fact that they try, and you also have to be careful in paranormal investigations about uh, things that appear to look a certain way. Yeah. Well, so, you know, like in photographs. Yeah. So, you know. I, I, I'll give you a great example of my house mm-hmm. of an optical illusion. Uh, 
my house is, you know, parts of my house are over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they weren't put together by carpenters. They were put together by the people who, uh, you know, lived on the land. Yeah. Built their own house. Sure. So it's not straight, true, and plumb. <laughs> Get the fun house effect. Yeah. And it was really fun because when we were we were uh, remodeling it uh, before we moved in. Mm-hmm. We finished up, and me and my dad got to looking at one of the uh, door frames. Yeah. It looked completely crooked. Yeah. We went and put the level on it, perfectly level all the way around. Mm-hmm. Step back again, and it looks crooked. And then something, I went put my hand up to block out the ceiling and the wall where they met, and yeah. all of a sudden the thing was straight. Yeah. What happened is, is the ceiling, at one end is at 10 foot, and it drops down to nine and three quarters. Yeah. And that little bit of a quarter of an inch can make a lot of difference because mm-hmm. you can't, your brain's figuring it out mm-hmm. or your brain's trying to figure, trying to work it out. And um, it's like, I'm usually pretty good. I used to be very good at seeing a quarter of an inch out. I think I'm still that way because I saw something. I was like, well, that's bothering me. <laughs> and it was literally just a little bit out. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider it ADHD. Uh, another thing, going back to the, the flat earther thing, because they show so much stuff that they try to convince people. And um, it's like um, the sun rays. I think they say it's only, the sun's only so many miles above us. Um, And they use sun rays to calculate it. Well, that's a problem. Because I found one photograph of sun rays, and I used there in the beams, was really, really wide coming out of it. So I figured up the math. And that means, when I figured up the math, the, um, the sun was only... 1.5 1.5 miles above the earth that was it according to that triangle but a lot of people need to understand how light works people don't understand how light works how light works coming through clouds and just our atmosphere itself it gets refracted yeah well i mean um and then so that's the, why the sky is blue is because of water vapor in the air yeah so if you actually have the moon behind it it's going to look blue because it's coming through a blue light. And that's like, hold up a piece of blue plastic. So people aren't critical thinking. And this shows that the level of critical thinking, and the reason why we're saying all this is you have to bring that critical thinking mm-hmm. back into the paranormal when you're yes. investigating ghosts or of any Anything. kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. You have to always be a critical thinker. If you take things on face, one, value. face value, you're going to believe you can. I could I could tell you that anything, and I could show you a few things if you only listen to that one part. And the other problem is, is they always the large people are very religious people. The problem is the Bible and the Tanakh says that uh, the Earth has corners, so it can't be round because it doesn't say anywhere. Except one spot, it says God put the compass upon the earth or whatever. But the other parts, there's mul- there's only one scripture about that. But there's multiple scriptures about the earth has four corners. Mm-hmm. And it has edges. And they have corners. And they're going to call people from the four corners. And, of course, those people will then say, oh, well, they're just talking about the compasses. No, it doesn't say about the compass. It says the four corners. So that means that the earth has to be a cube. A cube. Or square, maybe it's flat and it's just square. It's like a chessboard. So, but every time, <laughs> my problem is, is whenever I hear flat earther stuff, I keep asking, so is it pillars underneath there or is it elephants on top of a. Um, no, it's that giant turtle. Giant turtle. Because, you know, Discworld, mm-hmm. 
that's where he got the idea from. Because mm-hmm. originally in the Hindu belief, it was the earth was flat. Yep. Had elephants underneath there. Yep. Riding on the back of a turtle. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is there a giant turtle? And I have yet to hear see any flat earthers do it quietly. They probably have done this and they're just not going to say anything. Go to the quote unquote equator, get in a plane, not say anything. I'm pretty sure they could find somebody, you know, a flat earther probably knows how to fly. Get in a plane and then start going. And go around the equator and see what happens. Yeah, like I always tell flat earthers, you have drones now. Yeah. Go to the edge of the earth, take the drone off the edge, show me it. Yeah, go to Antarctica. You can get to Antarctica. I mean, don't even have to go to Antarctica. Just go to wherever you think the edge is. Yeah. Take the drone out and show me. Yeah. That's all you got to do. And the problem is, is how many shows have we watched from Antarctica? Um, but, you know, there are Two. The, the problem is, is there's so many people that they'll be like, going, well, you know, that's just this and this and this. So, and again, they want to believe something. If you want to believe something and those people are that way, then there's going to be almost nothing you can do to convince exactly. them otherwise. It's like... Uh, it's really a waste of time. Yeah, it's like you will come across uh, some people who thoroughly believe their house is haunted, mm-hmm. and you can prove them, no, this is this, this, and this, and they won't believe you, and they'll call somebody else to come, yeah. and they'll keep calling people until they get somebody who will say what they want to hear. Exactly. Well, that was one thing I wanted to do when we were part of the other group. Uh, I even told uh, the lead person there. Um, I told her, she said, well, we know that it's fake. We know that she's doing this. We know that she's doing that, blah, blah, blah. I said, and I looked and I told her, I said, that would make a perfect episode for our little things that we wanted to do. Yeah. Because it shows what people will go to, the extent that people will go to, to prove their point or to be noticed or whatever else. And a lot of people don't, they don't really think about that. Yeah, because for some reason, some people think that, hey, if I can prove this and get enough people to do it, I can either start making money off of it or yeah. I can become famous this way. Yeah, and, and that's the sad part about it is there's so many people. Um, that's one thing I'm kind of glad that the paranormal um, bug, I guess would be the right term. Has died. Yeah, the, the, the glory bug yeah. for paranormal. Yeah. Uh, and we still have some of the same, you know, there's some people I just I still have trouble believing uh, some of their stuff because they've been doing such fake stuff. And but there's some people you know I would like to see back on television doing some investigation. Um, it's like Project Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it's called now. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And I like that. I like that show because it looks like you know it's just them. It's their cameras. There's yeah. not there's not another person or whoever's doing it. And really, a lot of their stuff. They really seem to be a lot more um, more into more authentic things because yes. they don't seem to they don't seem to push the <laughs> it just said I want to eat your soul um, you know so but yeah I mean so we end up with you got to have that level if you hear something be honest with the people. Because that's what most people, that's why some people got so turned off because you kept having all these paranormal groups that were giving you uh, information and they weren't getting anything. Well, of course, that's not good television. But to me, that's what I loved most about the ghost hunters when they first started. Because they would say, well, we got something or we got this or we got that. But we didn't get 
you know, we didn't get the big stuff. So the first few seasons, that's what I loved most about it. Then all of a sudden, everything started. They, they got something in every part of the season, you know, on every yep. episode. So I was kind of getting, ah, you know, people were expecting that. And um, I just I think that more people need to understand that you're not going to get everything. If you can control it or if something will happen when you want it to, I get a little concerned about that. I don't know about you or not. Yep. Because that means that something is performing or something is trying to get attention. And when that happens, uh, you might have something that um, wants to probably play in a way that you don't want to. And another thing about talking about debunking, um, learn the paranormal groups that were around because we had one group. Why I think military. Yeah, that's why we think military. Um, but that's why. Um, what's going on over there? I'm trying to find something. Ah. Um, but for me, there, were, there used to be another group, and these people would always get stuff, no matter where they went. And I always had a feeling um, with what people have told me that have dealt with that group that they actually had something attached to that group, as weird as it sounds. You, ever, you remember hearing about that? Yeah, I also remember some people who, who left that group. Yeah. Uh, come back and started confessing what they faked and everything that they faked. Sure. And how everything was faked. Yeah. Well... But yeah, I mean that's probably what it was. But the, it also seemed to be weird on some of the stuff that they were able to get. So I always told somebody I said it sounded like to me they might have made a deal with something, and that's possible. I mean they might have. You never know. But that's and that's the other thing is like so much, so much of the stuff is is put out there that is like just completely one hundred percent faked out. That's why I am so I was so skeptical about putting out the stuff that I caught. Mm-hmm. on that video yeah because i'm thinking and i'm like you know i almost didn't tell um the lead investigator about it because i'm thinking this is weird that's all i could think about this was weird but the cool thing was is when i went back and i looked at it um because you know they put us on television about that story yeah because of the evidence that we found and what pissed me off most about that is they doctored the footage. It, they doctored the footage of the event. And I even texted back and said that was not what I sent them. They actually made the eyes more prominent. They looked fake to me in the video when they did it. Yeah. They didn't even do a good fake. They didn't even do a good retouch. They just looked like they two light, put two light bulbs in a room, took a picture of it, and then put it on top of what we actually sent them. Because <clears throat> the two little eyeballs, they were literally just dots. Mm-hmm. And I know I saw them. Yeah, they looked like um, they looked like just cat eye reflections, yeah. just little dots in the video noise. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I saw them was because they were going against the grain, because the video noise was going one direction, and these two little dots moving in the other and I looked and it took me almost three or four hours to find that because I was going through it looking and then I just back, I blew the thing up full screen set back from it 
and lo and behold, I saw these two little dots just moving, and one looks like it blinks because mm-hmm. one kind of disappears for a second and then comes back. It looks like the head, and then it looks like it looked like they turned me. I don't know about you or not, but what they did on the it's like that. yeah, so. Um, but, but when I saw it on television, I was just like, that is not what I sent them. It pissed me off actually, because it made, it made it, it made it feel like to me that it wasn't good enough, but that was the most authentic eyeballs I had ever seen in a video. Even though I'm the one that took the video, it's, and I found it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, that was the most authentic looking thing I've ever seen. Because every time you see them on television, they're always like big bright eyes and all this other stuff. And that's not how it is at all. Mm. I mean, sometimes ghosts, you know, that's why I get worried when I see like a full body apparition, another debunking thing. Yep. You know, there's been so much evidence over, <clears throat> and I think real evidence, not the stuff you see on like even the old 1800s, you know, those pictures, yeah. um, that people have taken pictures of a full body apparition, but when the film comes back, it's like a little white dot. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that there needs to be, people needs to, people need to really think about when they are listening to their audio. And the moment that you get tired, stop. stop. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to start hearing things anyway that's not there. Yeah. It's like uh, your vision will do a pareidolia. Yeah. Because your vision wants to make shapes. It wants to make faces. It wants to do this yep. so that's why people see things that really aren't there yeah and because if you zoom in what's really interesting is you and i did this i zoomed in like mm-hmm. exponential time and i'm pretty sure it's my unless this actually did happen mm-hmm. there's actually a face that forms around the eyes that's the weird part about it you see a face when you see the eyes and you zoom in it pixelates around it in such a way that it creates a face and i'm like going that better not be real. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay with the eyeballs, but if I actually caught a face, but if you zoom in really, really close on the footage, you'll see it. So, I mean, and again, I mean, again, pareidolia, you know, the, the want to see, because that's the way our brains are rigged. And that's why I'm saying people who just want to get into it and they're going out there and they have no knowledge, they just believe ghosts are real and they want to go find them a ghost, you know. And that's just between ghost hunting yep. and ghost investigation, paranormal investigation. Exactly. So we don't we don't really consider ourselves ghost hunters. We consider ourselves more of a investigation paranormal. Hmm? Peeking like crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. It might be just me. I'm getting a little excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm doing all that other stuff. I'm trying. My butt hurts. Um, That's why I said, let me have that one. You take this one, and that way we can relax. It's all right. Oh, um, my goodness. But, no, I'll stay back a little bit more. I've been watching down here. I can't see that one. Um, but, no, I mean, for the that's that's something that people need to, to really, really think about when they're getting into paranormal. If you want to be a ghost hunter, don't worry about one thing that we're saying. But if yeah. you want to be a true paranormal investigator, investigator then you have to take um, – well, we won't have this issue next week. This this part will be gone. Yeah, um, so that's another thing. You, you hear all this stuff that you, you hear all this stuff going on in our background. Mm-hmm. These are how sensitive our mics are, that they're actually picking up all the noises that we're doing. Yeah. And we're in a, pretty much a soundless room. Yeah. Except for what we are doing. And 
who knows that's what you know your mics could be picking you up just going eh, 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 your body popping in something well uh or vibrations i mean yeah. th- this is this is the what it sounds like when i touch the table mm-hmm. okay now if i do the ground you can still hear it it's very light but you can hear it and you can hear the vibration too mm-hmm. yeah you hear the, so that might be you can hear me moving in my chair exactly so when you're in a house it's deadly de- deadly deathly quiet. quiet um the only thing i would say is if you hear like the old the old words of the, when hinges creak and doorless chambers so if you hear the sound of a door creaking and there's no doors around then you might have something sorry Hold on. Let me just turn this down a little bit. Is that better? Yeah. That's why we do the setting. Yeah, well, it, it sounds better. So, um... Yes, we're still playing with our equipment. Yes. Um, <laughs> is that a little bit better? Yes, much. Okay, okay yeah. I, pulled, I pulled it down just a little bit. All right. Um, How about a word from our sponsor? Oh, uh, which one? That one. This one? That one. This part of the spectral side is brought to you by Creepy and Crawly. Let's do another one. All right. Let's turn it up a little bit. This segment of the Spectral Site is brought to you by the Ghoulish Garb. The Ghoulish Garb is committed to providing clothing uniquely designed for those who are mystified by witches and intrigued by the macabre and in need of a healthy dose of gallo humor. So check them out at theghoulishgarb.com and really get your ghoul on. You are listening to the spectral side. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> We're getting in there. So, but no, I mean, ooh, that sounds interesting. Yes. Still, so much fun. We don't know what's going on. Push the button. Which one? I don't know. Just push one. This one? Yeah. I'm going to get you and your little dog, too. <laughs> Boy, did that peak everything. Yeah, up. it peaked over here, too. So, but no, I mean, so that's that's something. Is that sounding better though? I turned myself down anyway. Yeah. So, um, that I'm think if we leave it on this setting, we're just going to put it right here because otherwise I have to turn it way up here and I catch all the air noise. Yeah. So we'll just leave that there and we'll put it on about two. Hey, so, we're learning. Yeah, and people apparently, if they're listening to it, learning too. Yeah. Uh, now we know nothing about recording equipment. Well, at least not this recording equipment. Analog, yeah. no yeah, problem. Yeah, no problem. Um, this digital stuff we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have as much control. No. That I mean, I'm used to having multiple channels. Each channel has its own control and master control. I used to have a board, a big one. I wish I, I still too. had it. Because um, we can run all this stuff through that yep. and then run it into this, and we're good. Um, Do we know what we're doing yeah, we, right now? We don't. Yeah. So. so learning this little board, it's. I thought it was easier than what it is, and the review said it was really good but it does way too many different things in so many different ways and it doesn't do things other ways so but getting back over on our subject um, know your equipment know your equipment that's really what it comes down to Uh on everything even on your cameras know what they can take a picture of and what they what they will uh artifact yeah um even you know the it's like um i caught something one time in a cemetery Mm mm-hmm and I went back and took a picture again, and it wasn't there. Well, as it turns out, it was a bug that had a very highly reflective um, shell. And that's only 
thing it could have been because it was out on the limb. And then when I went back and I took the pictures, the bug had flown away. And I figured, I finally figured out that that's exactly all it was because when I zoomed in a little bit, I started seeing rainbows of color. And I think, okay, this is one. Of, and around here in the south, we have this very large beetle. No June bugs, what we yeah. call them. And They're like a scarab. Yeah. And they have a very multicolor shell. Shell. And mm-hmm. if you take a picture, it will also reflect those lights back to you. And if it's at a distance, it's kind of hard to figure out what it is. But then when I went back and looked at it, I figured out, okay, that's a bug. That be a June bug. Yep. And they're pretty big. Yeah. And uh, But also in the same cemetery, though, in the same over Pine Hill Cemetery, uh, also called what they call will-o'-wisps. Mm-hmm. Now, those were different. Yeah. Because there was no, because when I zoomed in on those, because I took them at the highest raw setting I could take. So the pictures were like 40 feet by 50 feet if you actually were to print them. So when I zoomed in on those things, um, I didn't find any wings. I didn't find any, like, uh, legs so that let me know and they weren't really and they weren't getting out of color they were almost grayish looking so that let me know that what i was dealing with was something different and they had no direction to them so <clears throat> and of course i was thinking that you know when i looked at the picture i actually turned a light on and sort of float putting it around in the air and i think you were there that night too mm-hmm. when i got them um you know i didn't see any bugs I didn't either. You know, I went there with flashing lights and strobing light, lights back and forth. I never had a bug even come up to my light. Yep, I remember I that there. night quite well. Yeah. But the other one was a completely different night. Yeah. That I was there. Actually, I was there by myself because I used the Pine Hill mm-hmm. because we know what's in the Pine Hill Cemetery. We know what the graves look like. We mm-hmm. know how they're laid out. We and know how they're lit at night, too. We yeah. know how the shadowing goes. Yeah. So we know if something is different. And, uh, and that's another thing to do. Um, even if you're coming into a new environment, uh, like a new cemetery or, mm-hmm. you know, take a little time. Just kind of stare at the house. Kind of look at it um, and see what happens that way. Yeah, see so what kind of light it's casting. What kind of, yeah. you know, if you turn on a light, what shadows does it create? When you turn on an opposite, another light, with that one on, do they cross-create different shadows? Or If you're in an old house, also mm-hmm. look at the glass. Yeah. Because a lot of people, when you take pictures, especially if it's a really old house that still has some of the authentic glass in it, um, people say, well, you know what, this showed up in this pane, but it didn't show up in this one. Well, each one of, the, one of those panes where they used to make the glass mm-hmm. is they would blow it into a tube, then they would cut it while it was still, and then they'd lay it down flat on top of a hot um, plate so the glass would then slowly cool. Well, the problem is it would give imperfections. You know, you know it's not like with the technology of the day where the glass is perfectly smooth mm-hmm. um so you would get this imperfection in the glass which will give you almost a kaleidoscope effect yep you know it's making things appear and then you get the idea that your brain all it wants to do is see faces mm-hmm. so then all of a sudden you have your brain's able to work with something your brain goes crazy yeah. well it's like um crazy brain crazy brain crazy 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 brain to pull up uh to pull up um paranormal or occult occult thing scraying yeah okay now a lot of people will use, into a mirror yeah well there's a couple of different ways of doing it now the weird thing is, is they always tell you to make sure uh that you tilt it away from you yeah but some of the most successful people who've done scraying have actually had mirrors that are not smooth at all mm. they have imperfections in them so that allows the brain to create images so again 
not saying that they're not seeing something. But I'm so saying they're not seeing something. Well, they're seeing something. But, but it's not uh, what they think it is. Because they're th- crazy. I'll tell you something once we get off the air. Um, yeah, I'm the one in the group who will go up to you and say, yeah, you are crazy. I'll tell you something that's really kind of mm-hmm. neat, though. I don't care how. I'll, I'll say it. Excuse my language. I'll say it on here. What's okay. That? I've actually practiced scraying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one night, I was, this is when I was still married. I was um, in the back in my bathroom. I had a little place set up because I could be left alone. And I would set up a mirror. Well, this was something that I made myself. And I took a 12 by 12 tile and I coated it with something so it was imperfection. Okay. So as I'm sitting there basically staring at this scraying thing, the cool thing was is what I saw. What'd you saw? What'd you saw? I saw this road. It was a very straight road. And I knew I'd seen this road somewhere before. But I started veering off the road. But I wasn't driving. I was in a, I was a passenger. I could I could see it perfectly clearly. And I'm sitting here going and I'm like I saw the accident. Is what I saw. I saw was in an accident. I saw my wife in that my wife at the time in the accident. I saw me. I saw all the kids. And I was like and it was very I mean it was like a waking dream. I mean, I could see it all. I wasn't asleep. And um so I kind of let it, you know, go into, it's almost like a deja vu effect. So, and I'm, and I can remember because it, it bothered me. I mean, it actually, I mean, I, I got up from that one and I was like, well, okay, something's going on with this. So I went and we went down, uh, which we didn't go to Panama City a lot, but on the way back from Panama City, driving up, I forget what the road was, what the number of the road was, but it's the road coming out at the Y. So if you're leaving out that side, it's not 431 or anything like that. I looked around. 169. Yeah. I was looking around, and all of a sudden I was like going, this looks really familiar. And, uh, and I, when I was looking, all of a sudden the, scar, the car started to move toward the side of the road. I looked over, and I saw that my ex-wife was going to sleep. And but when I looked up and I saw everything moving or starting to slowly start to go off the side of the road, I looked up, saw what was going on, and I grabbed the wheel very calmly and pulled the car back up. Now I can remember, and that's when all of a sudden my brain registered, this is what you saw. So I'm like going, okay. But what I saw when I was doing the screen was super, super clear. There was no, I had no doubt. In fact, it took me, I was several days trying to figure out that dream because I was like going, I know that road. But the last time I'd been down that road, there was trees on either side. If you've ever been down there, I'm talking about, they usually have trees. Yeah. Well, they had cut the trees and what had grown up was just tall grass. And then what I saw was tall grass had turned brown. When I, when all of a sudden, when, what triggered it was when the car started to very lightly start to drift. And when I looked up, I saw the exact same image that I saw from that time. Now, I can't say that's going to happen. That happens to a lot of people that way. But that was a very, very clear vision that I saw. And then I saw it actually happen. And when I saw what happened, that's when I grabbed all the will and I very carefully 
had her pull up. We got up to the next stop. I said, no, I'm driving. And I drove the rest of the way because I'm like going, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can say coincidence or whatever else. Coincidences do happen. They do happen. But that was a very, very clear image. And then actually seeing it happen was kind of weird. Now, the problem kinda is, weird. even then, yeah, it, was, it, it kind of freaked me out because that's what I really, yeah, and yeah. I never told, I never told my ex about that. And uh, I've told other people, but I've never told her. Yeah. Because she thought I was into some some nasty stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, it was kind of like a warning saying, hey, you know, look out for this. And so, um, but, you know, again, you know, you have to take a, you have to take it into consideration about um, on the doubtful side about anything. You know, if somebody else told me that, like I told you, a lot of people think, oh, he's just making something up. Well, a lot of people who are listening sing, they don't know me. You do know me. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not one to fancy. I don't give over to fancies for, you know, fanciful thinking when it comes to something like that. No, I'm not going to tell something that's not true. This but, is true. Yeah. So, but that's, that was always kind of a weird, weird, mm-hmm. weird one. That's the only time I can point to something that was that clear. I mean, it was literally a waking dream. That I'm like going, ooh, maybe I did do a quantum thing, you know? Maybe I did open up a quantum loop just for a second, which they say your brain could possibly do. So, Freaky. Well, hey, I don't know about you, but I thought it was kind of cool. I still need a paranormal physicist. Yeah, I would like to meet one of those because I would like somebody who would actually um, come into this thing, and you know, I like to people. I'd like to talk to people who aren't skeptical, like don't believe it at all. You know, I like to have people with a hefty that actually believe that paranormal activity does happen. But. But. The but's what I'm looking for. Not that kind of but. But the but of like, (laughs) but this could also be explained away. Yeah. And and most of the time, the smaller amounts of information, Mm -hmm. that little 1% is what we're looking for. I'm not looking for 99%. No, because, you know, if if you really want to get down to it. Uh, several of the cases we've done, we've had 98% of them, we'd say we've debunked them. Oh, yeah. It's that 1% of that 1%. Yeah. That what we're truly looking for, that guts is going, we ain't got no kind of explanation for. Sure. And that's what you want to find. Yeah. If it's even, there's my of my language skills again. <laughs> your, foreign, your frontal cortex. <laughs> I've gotten old. You're you're de- you're devolving. Gosh, <laughs> I'm turning into a, a country hick. <laughs> Yeehaw! Oh my goodness. Anyway, what was I saying? I forgot. Well, I told you I'm old, and yeah. Well, it's the one percent of whatever that when we're doing investigations. I mean, most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent. We can tell you this is what's actually going on, yeah. and explain it, even though you don't want to hear that. No. Most people don't. No, they don't. They want to hear, I've got a ghost. Uh-huh. But most people, you know, most people well, don't. Yeah. We'll go, like, our last investigation we did, they were, you know, pretty much sure that the previous owner who had died in the motorcycle accident mm-hmm. uh, was haunting their house. Boom, boom, boom. And we did top to bottom of that house, inside, outside, all the way around, I got nothing. Yeah. You know, when we were there for like four hours, four to five hours. Yeah. And we got absolutely nothing. 
And that's pretty much what we had to tell our client. Look, you know, you might be hearing this and it might be going on at this time, but right now, nothing showed up on our any evidence whatsoever, either audio or visual. Yeah, and that's the other problem with um, with things. Um, the other the other problem, and if somebody's listening to it, they're gonna say, "Well, you weren't there long enough," and that's true too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to be there a week, two weeks, before something actually will happen. Yeah, it's like like I said when we when we would use Spring Villa as our um, test test area because we do know what's going on we do know what uh, people are experiencing we do understand all of that yeah um, so but at the same we've all had very similar experiences um, but that's the problem is that a paranormal investigator only comes into um, only comes into the into the environment for a very short period of time now there is certain cases where people could be there some shows they've actually done it where they're there for the whole weekend yeah so they'll come in friday and they'll start investigating that night then they do a friday night a saturday night in fact i think i think i want to say grant or jason whichever was the littlest guy they had us they had some shows and they actually didn't and it turned out multiple nights of investigation. Well, that's what, if you actually watch the shows now, you know for a fact they do multiple nights. They'll do yeah. an entire week. They'll get there on a Monday and stay until Sunday. Yeah. But some shows originally, they didn't do that. They mm-hmm. would literally come in and they would only do one night. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite things is a lot of people don't understand that paranormal activity can happen during the daylight hours. Yeah. So they started shifting actually, more. Actually, t- most do happen during the daylight yeah, hours. Yeah. I mean, that's when people see it because most of the time they're asleep at night. Yeah, and another thing is most of the time ghosts, especially if they're just repetitive ghosts, mm-hmm. most of the time they're going to it's going to repeat during the day when you're not there, mm-hmm. and you might catch you know there's probably more active if you have like a I think if you have like a residual haunting going on, I think if you actually be there during the daytime, you probably would have more activity than what you think you're about because most people are like, oh, when I come home from work, they all of a sudden these noises start up. Well, those noises were probably going on all day long. Yeah. So and you're just not hearing them yeah. when they're starting to calm down. Yeah, and so they might be uh, acting out uh, their day that was okay. Their day started. Let's say if they're especially let's say they live mm-hmm. in the country. They lived in the country. They get up at five o'clock in the morning. Yep, or four. Yep, and then all of a sudden you keep going, and um, you know, then all of a sudden it's like you know, then you're gone. Yeah. Well, they're still there throughout the day doing their thing. Yeah. Even if it's just residual, it means that there's Very nothing. Much so. Yeah, and then they end up, uh, they end up, uh, you know, coming back, and then they most of the time in that time period, most people started to go to bed around, you know, five, six o'clock, maybe late seven. Mm-hmm. Whenever the sun started going down. Yeah, and in fact, if they're really old fashioned, there used to be people would go to bed, let's say around five or six, mm-hmm. or when it got dark in the winter. They may wake up five hours later. Yeah, and would get up around midnight, one o'clock. Then they would do some chores. Uh-huh. Then they would go back, back to bed, yeah. and then when the sun comes up, a lot of people don't know that that was a very common activity. Yeah, and before you got into electricity. the 1800s. Yeah, that's before you got electricity. Yeah, and I forgot what he, it has a name that has a name that what they do. If mm-hmm. we need to roll over, we can always go over a little bit. Because um, this is actually kind of interesting on this part. Because yeah. uh, uh, Farmer's Almanac was actually talking about that. Uh, I had a coming Farmer's Almanac. Mm-hmm. They were actually talking about how you know before electricity and people had lights, mm-hmm. uh, they would stay up until sundown and then they would go to bed and they would probably be in bed for about four to five hours. Mm-hmm. Then get up around 
12 to 2, mm-hmm. and then go back to bed until mm-hmm. the sun rose. Yeah. And it's also very common to go back even further because people were actually um, taking care of things because of the they were worried about their property being stolen or things mm-hmm. like that. So they were up and about <clears throat> doing that. So that's what I'm saying is that if these things are residual hauntings, or even if they're intelligent haunts, they're still going to probably follow pretty much their same routines. And, uh, you know, that was also very common during the Victoria era. Before yeah. that, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually it was it's, it's actually a practice dating. Far, uh, last time I read about it, the known, one of the last times was like dating back into like late 1500s, yeah. where the farmers would mostly do it. Yeah. So, I mean... But that was a very common thing for yeah. people to get up, mm-hmm. to do things, to take care of chores, and then go back to bed after a few hours, and then wake up again early. So really, mm-hmm. most people only slept only a few hours throughout the night back in the day. I mean, if you think about it, they'd get, you know, eight to six hours of sleep just mm-hmm. in shifts. Like, you would go five hours, get for two, and then, you know, sleep for another three. Yeah. That's eight hours. So the whole point, the whole point of the thing is, is what we're trying to say is that you know activity. That's why if you're only there in the evenings or at night, and you're not doing daytime investigations, which I think more paranormal groups need to, um, especially ones that are on television and mm-hmm. things like that, they need to do more of an investigation during the daylight right. hours. So you can actually start debunking certain things. Yeah, or proving certain things. Exactly. Yeah, because sometimes it's like well. And, and you've heard it on other shows. Well, you know, we were there for five hours or six hours. We were there overnight, and we didn't hear anything. Well, that doesn't mean that something's not happening. Because sometimes you have to debunk the nothing. Yeah. And that's and that's the other thing that people don't think about. And uh, this is probably one of our last points. Um, but sometimes you have to debunk the nothing. Just exactly. because you're not getting, getting anything, anything doesn't mean it's there. Doesn't mean that it's not there. It's just not there when you're doing it. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying more people. If you've got somebody that has an issue and they're having they're having personal things um, like that, then that's where people need to really, really look into um, doing multiple times and try to work with the people if they because if they really are having an issue, then say, hey, look. We're going to do a nighttime investigation. Well, first of all, ask, when are you having this issue? Is it during the day? Exactly. But at the same time, do a daytime investigation mm-hmm. and do a nighttime investigation. Right. If and you're really serious about helping somebody. Right. In For, and then the first thing you do is debunk everything. Yeah. Debunk what you can. Yep. And then whatever's left. Sherlock Holmes it. Mm-hmm. Whatever's left is the obvious thing. So... Um, but I would definitely say that that's something that more and more people need to think about um, because that is the biggest problem, I think, in several shows that I've seen where they haven't done that. They just, well, we didn't catch anything, so there's nothing here there. Well, you might need to debunk your evidence about you not getting anything, mm-hmm. especially if you have somebody who says, look, I've been dealing with this for five years, and all of a sudden you come in there and nothing's happening. And these people have told you that they've had issues for five years of scratching or noises or cold spots or all this other stuff. And they've just, you know, at their wit's end. But all of a sudden you come in and you catch nothing. The question is, can you debunk the nothing? Yeah. And can you show them that, hey, this cold spot's due to this thing happening here? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, 
Yeah, so you've you've got to you get to, to yeah, debunk yourself sometimes. Yeah, and that's why even the skepticism you have to be on the fact that you didn't get anything. You have to be skeptical even on that. Uh-huh. That's why when we say debunking, everybody was thinking that we we're talking about debunking your evidence uh-huh. that someone sends you. No, uh-huh. you've got to be skeptical about everything. The uh-huh. fact that there's something there, the fact that there's nothing there, uh-huh. you have to be skeptical about it all. Because you have to realize that you are not Superman and you don't have all the answers. And you have to really, really, really look at what you're doing in the paranormal world. It's not just an EMF detector, a Mm -hmm. recorder, or anything else like that. It is literally going in there and really wanting to help somebody. And that means putting your pride to the side and what you think you know is Mm -hmm. going on from even if you're... If you don't believe in God or do believe in God, if you are religious or not religious, you have to put all that aside. And that's the hardest thing for most people. Yep. So what do we what so I think that's probably our last little thing, so we're gonna put this on there. You are listening to the spectral side. And um, I think that's gonna be our is that the the wrap of it up yep. on that one? We'll say good evening. So and have a good one. So tune in soon after this one right here, and uh, we'll have some more stuff for you as well, I think. Good night. And we might be talking about critters soon.